0: John Driscoll Hopkins, one of the founding members of the Zach Brown Band. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? We are very uh, well. Doing good. And it was kind of a pleasant surprise over the weekend to see that we had an opportunity to chat with you, man.
1: Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to to chat with you guys. How's it going over there?
0: We're trying to stay as cool as we can out here in Phoenix. It's going to be uh, 107 (laughs) today.
1: (laughs) It'll get into the 90s today in Atlanta. And, of course, with the humidity, I don't know what's worse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right? At least we don't got to deal with the humidity here. It's a dry heat. It's (laughs) a dry heat. (laughs) Yeah, which I mean, I think you guys are going to be avoiding the uh, the dry heat. Uh, which, by the way, John Dris- uh, John Driscoll Hopkins, one of the founding members of Zach Brown Band, uh, they're going to be in town in November at Chase Field. So, being that it's in November, I think you guys are going to be on the tail end and uh, enjoying the uh, what mid eighties, <clears throat> around ninety, I think. Yeah.
1: That was that was planned.
0: I <laughs> yeah. did
2: that on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: By then, hopefully, we will you know be looking forward to a few eighty degree days. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's smart, man, because uh, Thomas Rhett's going to be here in August when it's going to be 117, and he's performing in outdoor amphitheater. So he did not think oh, that yeah. one out. Smart guy, but he's young, so he needs <laughs> to, uh, to to learn the, uh, right? the
1: ways of the force. <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, <laughs> You don't do Phoenix in August. No, oh, but- nope,
2: not at all. You don't do Phoenix in <laughs> June, July, or August, or even September outside.
0: Outside, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, dude, um, first off, we're huge fans. I I love when you uh, they let they cut you loose. You know, I think you do a you do a cover song of I forget the rock the rock song that you uh, do a cover song of uh, and, and perform. You take the the lead vocal on that. Inner um, Yeah, that one, dude. I, I love it. I love it every single time. I've seen you guys a number of times, and I've seen it a few times, and I love that when they cut you loose and you're able to do your thing.
1: Well, thank you. We um, we everybody in the band can sing, and that's part of our uh, part of what makes us us. You know, yeah. we've uh, we've got an encore uh, plan that's not too dissimilar from the one in. Uh, twenty twenty one where the whole band picks a song and, and sings. So um I love it's it. It's a place for me to to get out there and ham it up. I love it.
0: Yeah. And uh you do have a uh a solo career of sorts, right? I mean you've been doing this for twenty years, twenty plus years, and you have um Christmas albums out. So I mean from what I saw it's a lot of Christmas albums that you've done uh solo projects, right? Yeah. You know,
1: I, I'm closer to 30 years actually. 30 uh, years. And uh, the uh, I, I joined Zach Brown Band when I was 33. I'm 51 now, so I'm I'm older than Zach by seven years. And and he keeps me around, I think, because I'm so good looking. <laughs> you no, know, uh,
2: that's what I was going to say too, John. That's exactly what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you for
1: noticing. And, yeah, <laughs> but um, it, you know. I, the the things that I did before zach brown band i i continued to do yeah. and um we're we're all so blessed to be in a band where that that kind of uh behavior the, the extracurricular is encouraged you know uh clay and coy and I all have our own bands outside of the band and uh and we think it makes us stronger I'm actually working on my fourth christmas album i i had a new uh, original album come out in February of twenty one, and and we're just going to keep churning. Why
2: do you choose to do like Christmas albums to the extent that you do? Do you just really love the season, or you just love the music?
1: I, <laughs> yes, I am. So uh, I'm basically Ralphie, I love the uh,
0: Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like,
1: when when uh, that he and I are the same age, and when that uh, Peter Billingsley and I are the same age, and when that came out i had the same haircut same glasses all my friends were dying in the theater because they're like that's you and um and i've always loved christmas and i've always loved uh holiday music and i'm a theater graduate so i get into the classics none of these are original songs they're all uh bing crosby uh, through, you know, I, I, this this third when I got into R&B and I was doing James Brown and Donny Hathaway and Ray Charles and and you know this new one I'm doing a duet with Debbie Boone on a Rosemary Clooney song. So oh. I'm, I'm almost a I'm kind of a student of the genre, you know. Yeah. And, um, and we just keep reinventing it, and the the it makes the holidays so much fun when the girls get out there. I've got three little girls, and they. They like to come dance on stage, and and we have all you know a bunch of friends and family that embrace our, our holiday program. So. I love
2: that because I'm a Christmas nut too, and I so prefer the classic Christmas songs over. Oh, like the new stuff is great, but there is just something about a good, full classic Christmas song.
1: Yeah, what's your favorite?
2: Oh gosh. Honestly, as, as cliche it's going to sound, I really like Jingle Bells. I will sing no. it all year round, in my head,
1: that's, constantly. That's one that, that I'm going to do, but I haven't done yet. Um, the, the records have become themed. Uh-huh. So you, if you're a Christmas nut, you're you're not going to be disappointed if you go check out my my Christmas catalog. <laughs> oh, I'm so
2: excited! Three, I'm gonna I'm gonna crank it up today.
1: Yeah, the first one is an orchestra, the second one is a big band jazz band, and the third one is an R and B, like a classic R and B band. <laughs> <gasps>
2: Sounds like heaven. Sounds like heaven to me. Yes.
1: Do you listen to uh, Christmas year round? Well, I I kind of have to, you know, because I I keep this going. This one we're doing now is. With the Yacht Rock Review, uh-huh. so it's like smooth seventies rock, and these guys are incredible. I don't know if you've had a chance to see them, but the Yacht Rock Review is touring all over the country, and if they're in your neighborhood, it's a treat. Yeah, and um, and they're just amazing guys and amazing players. So we're we're almost done with that one.
0: That's so cool. Hey, uh, you were recently diagnosed with ALS. You know, I remember when I saw this uh, news story come out. I was like, oh my gosh. A, so, a, tell us about um, ALS and uh, also what you're doing. I see you have a hop on a cure where um, you've kind of got this thing going, uh, taking donations and uh, and stuff like that. So, co- kind of walk us through there.
1: Okay. Well, um, first of all, ALS, uh, everyone knows it as Lou Gehrig's disease, but it's a... Um, it's amyotrophic lateral sclerosis and it is a motor neuron disorder that is degenerative and for which there is no cure. So the best way that I've been able to explain it is it's kind of like walking Parkinson's. Um, The same sort of thing happens where your muscles eventually stop working altogether and, um, it leads to uh, symptoms that can include uh, paralysis and uh, uh, breathing complications, and eventually, um, it's fatal. So, without without some sort of uh, tracheal intervention or or some sort of living uh, outside of of uh, your own means, right? John, how did you
2: know to go into the doctor for that? Like, did you feel like something was
1: off? No, I I didn't know that at all. Um, You know, the numbers on Wikipedia tell us that one in 20,000 people get this. Uh I think it's a little, little more common than that, but not much. And, um... Uh... 2019, I, in the fall, I started feeling like my strumming, my my double, my double time bluegrass strumming was off. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, but I'm still doing it, and I'm like, okay, this is something weird. And I went to jump on stage, and I landed wrong and fell. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having balance issues. I'm, you know, at that point, you're like. This was three years ago. And I'm like, well, you're almost 50. You shouldn't be jumping right, anyway. Right. You. And, and that's just not it. So, you know, 2020, I was complaining to the guys on the bus. I was like, something is wrong with my strong. You know, um, I get cramps in my hands and my shins. And I'm like, what's going on? Um, and then COVID. So... Then eighteen months of nothing, and everyone felt like crap. So, you know, I I didn't think much about it. And when I got back on the road in twenty twenty one, see, I thought it was going to be getting off the statins that I was on because people complain of muscle weakness with statins and and that sort of thing. And um, and I just. I thought, okay, well, it's going to take a while to get better and this, that, and the other. So it was actually my primary care guy who um, I went to in December, and he did a few tests, and he said, I want to send you to this uh, new neurologist just to rule out ALS. Mm -hmm. And that kind of went over my head. I'm like, okay, great, because, you know. What's ALS anyway? Like yeah. I'd done the ice bucket challenge, and I'm like, this is there's no way that that's what it is. and um, and I learned on December 22nd that that's what it was, and um, you know uh, what I'm what I'm learning about having to deal with that is that there is a, an awful lot of anxiety that comes along. With not knowing what's going to not work next, yeah. Um, and so far, I, I don't really think I feel a lot different than I did a year ago. And if I can say that next year, then that's some great news. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, but I just have to take this day by day, and I, I know that I'm um, not as strong as I should be, and my muscle bulk is still intact so it's it's that i can't control what the muscles are doing so i need i need to grab something if i'm going to get down you know get up off the floor but there are days when when i would walk over across the parking lot to you and you you wouldn't think there's anything wrong with me um so it's just it's it's different for everyone and um For, for some people like Steve Gleason, it came on quick and, um, we don't know what causes it. It could be that there are several different diseases that, or several different causes in the, in the case of football players, it's, there's, there's a lot of football players that have this and it could be head trauma for me. It could be, you know, diet or biome related, um, it could be uh environmental we we don't know but but they whatever causes it the manifestation after that is the same whether it be limb onset where your your arms and legs are the first to go or whether it be bulbar onset where it's your tongue and your swallowing mm-hmm. um so so far you know if I'm still singing it, I'm still bringing it. So yeah. I'm, I'm on the road and, um, and I'm, I'm not playing as fast as I should, but the guys are, are looking the other way. And, uh, <laughs> saying, yeah, man, you know, but I'm yeah. still singing strongly and, and, um, I'm able to stand up the whole show and I'm, and I'm good. That's I told true. them as long as I'm contributing with excellence and then, then I'll be here. But, uh, if there comes a time where I'm not actually contributing, I'm not. I'm not going to stand up there and just be a living statue. A, a living statue, ALS. <laughs> uh, I
2: nice. see what you did there, John. <laughs>
0: my uh
1: that's patent pending
0: pending. you can't
2: use i won't steal it from you i promise my
0: uh my uncle died of als years ago i mean all i i was i think i was probably like 12 or 13 i don't really remember uh too much all I, i do remember just him you know starting to lose the muscle power i remember him having to use a second hand to kind of bring the drinking glass to his face but that's that's pretty much all i remember of it
1: well i mean so that long ago you know you would get diagnosed, and they would say, uh, "You know, get your affairs in order." I'm so very sorry, and that was it. Yeah. And today, um, if if you can tolerate it, if you have the mindset to keep going, and I hope that I do because I have not been faced with this yet. There are people like Steve Gleason, who I brought up earlier, who who communicate with. Um, his eyes on a tablet and he controls his own wheelchair with a tablet and he has constant care and he has a, he has a breathing apparatus and he has um, a digestive apparatus and uh, apparatus and his mind is 100%. That's the, that's the trick is it hits us young and we've got so much more to tell our children. We've got so much more to do and for those of us who might uh, be able to find a way to exist in it and can tolerate it then you can live longer there's no
0: cure at all for uh, ALS no not at all okay are they are they getting Closer to it, I mean, how? I mean, because I want to jump over here to the, or hop over here to hop on a cure, which is uh, yeah. you're you're raising uh, raising money to support the the research to prevent reverse and cure ALS. Um, so, how close are they to you know making a breakthrough?
1: You know, there are some people that have. Uh, Theorize that we can have a livable situation with ALS in the next five to seven years. Wow. Um, That, that um, there are some people, I mean, you, we've read reports about motor neurons being healed in Petri dishes in labs, but getting those into the mice and then getting those into the humans and finding out if it kills us is a whole different thing. So, Right now, it's important to to stay mobile, and to stretch, and to stay hydrated, and to um, for me to be as as active as I can. But there are many people in the ALS community that believe that this will it, it will be reminiscent of when polio was cured. That people are going to just stand up out of chairs, and and they're going to. You know they're going to be able to to let those motor neurons heal, even though motor neurons take years to heal. It takes years to de- to degenerate as well. So right. If you know, if we get three or four years down the road, and we have a way that slows it enough to to make them heal themselves, then maybe we've got a shot at it. Um, we we do believe. Uh, in the community, and I'm hearing, and granted, guys, I'm six months in, and so I feel like talking out of turn, but I, I'm reading a lot about people who really believe that this is a curable disease. Among them, if you if you watch uh, the Brian Wallach uh, website and documentary, which I, which is which is new, um, which my wife and I, I can't wait to see he he talks about uh, how this is something that we can cure and and we need to bridge the funding gap so uh, you know it's it's like everything else that affects you personally it becomes the most important thing for your family um but but the, what i can impress upon the audience is that finding a cure for als means very likely finding a cure for uh parkinson's and things that that manifest themselves the way that als does right so it's a it's a multifaceted charge to to heal the brain and and motor neuron disease
0: so if you work out let's say you build muscle through working out is that Can you do that with ALS or does that benefit you at all to do that? We, we have, we are encouraged to continue to
1: walk and to continue to stay mobile, but not to, uh, exhaust ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not that you can't, you can't beat it by working out, but, um, it's important to keep muscle tone. Um, and you know, I, there's a long-standing belief of uh, that the fat rat did better in the clinical trials. So the doctors say, "Don't go on a diet," which mm-hmm. I've never had a doctor say to me in my life.
2: <laughs> You're like, "Bring it on!" <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: like, I'm like 250 pounds on a good day. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to balance, you know, how much weight is going to be a hindrance versus I don't want to lose. Too much and not be able to put it back on, which still sounds crazy to me. It's, um, you, it working out doesn't fix it, but, uh, you certainly need to stay active. Yeah.
2: That makes, I, I think that that makes sense to me as somebody who works out a lot, like, and like excessive working out tears your muscles apart. So I could see why too much strength training would be not beneficial.
1: Yeah. Well, it's here again, it's, you're training something that you don't have a lot of control over right so it, it doesn't matter how good your arms look if if you can't lift them
0: uh john driscoll hopkins on the phone with us this morning founding member of the zach brown band and he's got a solo projects uh, go look him up on uh spotify and listen to those christmas albums i know cheyenne's going to do that today hop on a cure.org uh to donate and uh, kind of get in on this mission you know, to, to to prevent, reverse, and cure ALS. Also, the uh, the, the full story from John uh, there as well. I'll see the video. You can buy a uh, limited edition T shirt to benefit ALS research as well. Um, And uh, John and uh, Zach Brown Band, they're all going to be here in uh, November at Chase Field, which tickets are available for that as well. John, dude, it's been so great chatting with you. I I don't think that they uh, gave us a little uh, time frame here, definitely a lot longer than what we uh, anticipated, but it was a great chat, and we learned so much, man, and we appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you so much. You know, We need to keep spreading the word, and thank you for giving me extra time. There's a lot to take in, and uh, I think the message is hope. I think we, there is hope on the horizon, and we can fix it. And um, even if that, for some reason, isn't in my lifetime, we're going to continue and, and push on.
0: Dude, it was so good chatting with you, and we are, we're looking forward to seeing you guys uh, out there at Chase Field. Hopefully we'll have an opportunity to shake your hand. Uh, I'm not sure how they're handling that you know, backstage, but uh, hopefully that, uh, that opportunity presents itself. Other than that, dude, uh, looking forward to seeing you out here in uh, November. I look forward to it myself. All right, John. Thanks, man. Have a great day.
1: See you guys.